¿Qué pasa cuando muero? ¿Qué pasa cuando muero? ¿Qué pasa cuando muero? What happens when I die? With me, TW1. Now I noticed that the the subject matter has kind of like a serious tone to it. Yeah. Are we, are we trying to keep it that way? Because you know I'm a big clown and a goofball. Yeah. No. So. No. No. So um. So what's gonna happen is we're just gonna talk about some stuff, kind of whatever the conversation becomes. Okay. And then at one point I'm gonna ask you what happens to me when I die. Mm -hmm. And then you explain to me it could be the physical stuff, it could be the spiritual stuff, whatever you want to describe and that's going to happen maybe at about the 30 30 to 40 minute mark depending on how the conversation is going okay gotcha yeah and are we going to use these cue cards no i'm just kidding. yeah 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 <laughs> so we're going to use the cue cards and then uh if you'll stick to the script if need be yeah we yeah. can yeah because <laughs> i write i write all of this out every single episode has been written out yeah i see that uh there's a typo here on page three though i just you see right there uh, Ah, yeah, you used yeah. there incorrectly. You're right. I used uh, T H A T H A R E there. I hope that my coffee in this tin thing isn't uh, ear raping everybody. Yeah. I, guess, I guess we're gonna find out. Yeah, if it is picked up, I don't care. This is a fucking punk DIY podcast about nice. being afraid of death. So <laughs> it doesn't or lack thereof. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Are you are you afraid of death? No, honestly. Well. No, I wouldn't say I'm afraid of it, but I am, since I got married, I am a lot more conscious about it than I used to be, because I used to just, frankly, not fucking care. Yeah. Until I got married, and I was like, I made a lifelong commitment with this other person who cares about me deeply. Let's see if we can stretch that out as long as possible. Yeah. So, afraid of it? No. Uh, just more conscious about decision makings and uh like what kind of situations i put myself in gotcha because um you know i i just kind of like my last dying breath i'd be like god i'm such a fucking asshole yeah 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 what is she <laughs> gonna do and I, I don't mean that in a sense like she's like screwed without me like yeah she, she you know she has a job financially i'm just talking like emotionally yeah. well off you know because i've dealt with death like pretty much my whole entire life and i know how bad it would suck you know, to lose her. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's it. It would just, yeah, it would just kind of suck. <laughs> but no, yeah. Um, so I, I think about it probably about the same, but I think I have more of a, I guess, a respect for it now. Gotcha. That I really have this thing to kind of live for. Whereas, you know, there's times in my life that, <clears throat> excuse me, that, like I said, I just didn't care. And I, I think everybody's wanted to die at some point in their life, like at a yeah. very low point. The thing of it is, and I uh, bear with me on this because this kind of sounds super asshole-ish. Um, there's been times in my life where like things were not going well. My mental stability was just kind of off the rails. And either I didn't care or I was like, I kind of want to die. In the sense like, you know what? I, I would never do it myself. It's just never a thought that's crossed my mind. I guess I may be like fortunate or something like that. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I think it's due to, and this is the asshole part that comes in, you can put in a funny sound effect, is arrogance. Arrogance in arrogance. what sense? In the sense that, like, I don't know, uh, stubbornness. I'm, I'm a very, I can be a very stubborn individual. Yeah. And I'm just like, I, in the times where I've been at a super, super low point, and I'm like, wow, if the Russians were to drop a nuke on us, could it be like directly on my forehead? Gotcha. So it isn't, it isn't, it was, it was, it's never been like an actively like, I'm going to kill myself, but more like if death came for me right now, whatever. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Or just like not giving a shit about what situations I put myself into, you know? Gotcha. So being more reckless mm-hmm. than, okay. There's like a freedom in the recklessness, but like, uh, you know, we're like in the back of your head. I just didn't really have that voice of reasoning because I'd be like, well, <laughs> if I die, I die. Yeah, yeah. Screw it. I don't even want to be here anymore at this point. You know, this particular yeah. juncture in my life. About how long ago was that, would you say? The last time that I felt that way was... I'm going to say 2019. 2019? So, like, right Sounds about right. the pandemic hit? Yeah, uh, it was pretty early on 2019, if I recall correctly. Um... And prior to that, I remember 2017. Uh, they're basically <laughs> they were just relationship based. Gotcha. Yeah, because um, you know there was there was there was a lot of points in my life where I didn't really feel like I had a whole lot going on, and then I get into the serious relationship, and then it goes tits up in a very very bad manner because I don't know how to recognize certain patterns or red flags or whatnot, mm. and I get you know I used to get too invested in these things, and then. You know, I end up all, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, again? <laughs> Seriously, except for, obviously, the one I'm in now and one other one. Every relationship I've ever been in, I've been, in no particular order, lied to, cheated on, and left for somebody else. Oh, man. So that kind of takes a toll on your self-esteem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, well, shit, what does that make me then? Yeah. So um, it kind of, there, there's a... A time where I just thought, just in general, like, I'm just, like, um, a usable person. You know what I mean? Like, people just kind of use me for their kind of thing. And then when yeah. they're done, just out of here. Gotcha. So, like, you, they viewed your relationship more as a commodity than as, like, an actual relationship. Pretty much, yeah. Or as, like, a, a bridge between point A and point B. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that. That's a fear of mine. That's a genuine fear of mine is that. Not just, like, romantic relationships, but friendships and stuff, too, are just, like, hyper-artificial. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, so, I don't know if you've seen a lot of, like, Nathan Fielder's work, Nathan For You, or The Rehearsal. I don't think so. That you, sounds familiar. Nathan yeah. For You sounds familiar. You should check it out, because it's about this guy who, so, Nathan For You, he helps small businesses by coming up with, like, uh, ideas, uh, to, um help small businesses grow so like he helps a real estate investor or real estate uh salesperson by uh the plan is to make sure that their houses are ghost free so they bring in they bring in like exorcists and stuff and psychics to check out the house and guarantee that this house is uh ghost free but he creates these like hyper situations that he's controlling every aspect of it Mm -hmm. to where you don't know how much of it is like free will of these characters or situations that he's put them in that this is going to be the only way they play out and uh i think 
for me that fear comes from like being raised christian and like calvinism is really big in christian which is deterministic right like the universe is deterministic you have no free will yeah and that terrifies me because in those relationships that could be like in hyperficial relationships they feel deterministic yeah I, i i grew up in the christian church as well i went to uh uh, not just church every Sunday, youth group on Wednesdays. And mm-hmm. then up until the sixth grade, I was at a private Christian school as well. And I, from a young age, I always kind of like raise an eyebrow at the whole, uh, you have free will, but you don't. Yeah. Like nobody can ever really answer that. It's like, okay, so we do have free will, but everything's already predetermined. So why do we have a choice? That's an illusion of choice. Yeah. It's like, oh, you can do what you want, but God already knows what you're going to do. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, that just opens up, because I don't know, I'm uh, one of those persons, like, I like to understand things, hopefully, and that just, I, I'm very inquisitive, and that just answer, or asks a lot more questions than it answers. Yeah. In my head, I'm like, okay, so then, what's the point? Yeah. Uh, first of all, like, is this some, some kind of sick, twisted chess-like simulator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the guy just playing The Sims, but he already knows how it's going to end, so he's just sitting there like this. Yeah, he's at his computer just screen. Watching it all play out like he's already maxed everything yeah. out. So he's just like, Yeah, let's just see where this goes. I know how I'll just all spices it up every once in a while. Hey, COVID. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. Man. No, the the freedom of choice what scares me is like I don't know if you've seen that chart that shows all of like the big corporations that own smaller co- corporations. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm like the concept of freedom of choice like walking down the cereal aisle you're buying from maybe three companies oh yeah it's the same thing with media too like there's three corporate giants that like i think the same umbrella company owns like fox news and cnn if that tells you anything yeah 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 i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure but yeah no i mean disney owns so much everything from like abc news fox news uh all of that is all uh, is all Disney. Yeah, the way they're monopolizing everything, it would not surprise me if Homie really is frozen and then he's <laughs> just going to be thawed out and the leader of the world. Yeah, I mean... No, I hope not. <laughs> I was thinking about... I was considering it for a second. <laughs> and then I imagine, like, Donald Duck Gestapo oh, God. <laughs> breaking into my house and being Or just... Minnie Mouse. Ho oh, ho, is that a Quran? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. To the gulag with you. Oh, Man, I hope that's not true. I own two copies of the Quran. Oh, shit. Yeah. You I don't want to edit that out. Yeah, I need to bury those before <laughs> Disney before Disney comes back. Yeah, like V for Vendetta. The dude had it like in a back room that was yeah. with the secret door and they still somehow found it. Yeah. Killed his ass. Yeah, that scares me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. some of that stuff, it's it's scary because it's it's like a real possibility. Mm-hmm. I'm not a real big horror movie guy, like, you know, in the traditional sense, but there are movies that scare me. One of the movies that scared me the most prior to uh, Corona was uh, Contagion. It's this nasty airborne virus. Yeah. They can't figure out what, what it is or how to fight against it. Everybody's just dying off in droves and millions. And then you have the idiot that's like, I'm immune to it. The, I think there was a guy that was immune to it, but, you know, this guy, like, pumped himself full of drugs because he said that he found the cure and he died on a live stream. <laughs> yeah. Which was kind of funny, but it's like, oh, that would really happen. And then it kind of did, but thankfully did, not to that did. extent. Yeah, no, I mean, to a close extent. 
No, but it is kind of, I don't want to say funny. I, so I haven't seen Contagion. I've seen a lot of people talk about Contagion. Um, it's worth a watch for sure. Yeah. It's got I, a pretty good cast in it. So my anxiety used to manifest as hypochondria. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I can't handle anything that's like disease or sickness related just because like, I'm like, oh fuck, now I have this fictitious disease. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, there was a period of time, there was like, I want to say three years every weekend I was convinced I had the stomach flu. Oh, shit. Yeah, no vomiting, no diarrhea, nothing. I would just get like a small cramp in my stomach, and I'd be like, all right, here it is. <laughs> here it is. Yeah. That's uh, it. It's all over now. For all of eighth and ninth grade, I thought I had cancer. Oh, uh, shit. I didn't. <laughs> what kind of cancer do you think you had? I don't know. I just assumed I had cancer. It, Interesting. Yeah. It mental mental illness is not fun no i understand that but that's just kind of that's interesting mm-hmm. yeah because it's like cancer what kind of, i don't know <laughs> did you have like a cough or like what lethargy or no other? um i had a i ended up having i have a small cyst on the back of my neck oh okay yeah so it's not like a um it's not interfering with anything it's just kind of there but it's kind of deep rooted Mm -hmm. so we can't really remove it with surgery but it's not growing it's not you know i've had it there for the uh well i'm guessing they've they've scanned it six ways from sunday yeah 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 they've looked into it i like uh the first day a doctor touched it was just like that's a cyst i was like are you sure (laughs) (laughs) are you sure man i know i know you went to uh eight plus years of schooling but like can you guarantee me oh yeah no I absolutely encourage anybody, if you're not sure, and you have the uh, opportunity to, to get a second opinion. Yeah. Because there was one time that I delayed getting a second opinion and almost died. Yeah. <laughs> what happened in that? So, I started getting really sick and just, just feeling like absolute garbage. And then after like uh, a day and a half or so of triple digit fever, uh, you know, sweating, shaking, all that stuff, and then... I think I had like a mild sore throat to go with it. So I, I wasn't really sure what was going on. So I go to a doctor and I thought I was good to go because he looked like spitting image like Idris Elba. And I'm like, yeah. bro, Idris is going to take care of me. I'm good to go. Until I hear him say, uh, I think it's strep. Now, like I mentioned last night, I'm not a doctor, though I did once stay at a Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> but he just said, you know, rotate ibuprofen and fluids and you know, I said, well, I've been doing this for almost two days now and it hasn't helped. And, you know, when you have strep, you can usually go, ah, and yeah, see it. Yeah, it's the pus pockets and stuff. Yeah, and there wasn't anything in there. So we said, okay, we're going to do two strep tests. One's going to be almost immediate. And just for just for safety reasons, you know, or whatever, we're going to do like one that we got to send off to a lab. It'll come back in however long, two business days or whatever. But I'm pretty sure this is what it is. So he sends me out just saying, keep doing what I'm doing. It's not working. Uh, another, I think, day goes by, and I call my friend, who's actually a nurse, and as soon as I give her the rundown of symptoms, she was like, no, that's a lymph node infection. Oh, jeez. I was like, you just, that quickly? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, definitely, you need antibiotics. Go see, go see a different doctor. I said, okay, if I'm still alive in the morning, I will. Because, like, I'm on the phone with her, like, yeah, and I just... <laughs> to the Jesus point Christ. where like she's she's at work because she was an overnight nurse she was like she like had to be like hold on and then like one of her 
coworkers talking. He's like, yeah, this motherfucker is dying. He's got a lymph node infection. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I was like, well, obviously you're very, very uh, confident in that, that you're just spreading out to your coworkers at the water cooler or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the next day, uh, earliest appointment I could find, go to a go to a different doctor. And it was a nurse practitioner. I was just like, whoever you have that's first available, I just need to talk to somebody. I need to second opinion here. And I'm just, I'm in rough shape, dude. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm already a pretty white guy, but, like, I'm flush. Yeah. Like, I'm just, you know, just teeth chatter and all that stuff. I'm sitting there, you know, all the nurses, like, in the, in the, what, triage or whatever, where they, like, get your blood pressure, weigh you, all that stuff. They're like, man, you're having a rough day, huh? I'm like, yeah, no, 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 shit, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, she comes in, and within a couple of minutes of an interview and just seeing me, she's like, yeah, you have a lymph node infection. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You needed you needed antibiotics like two days ago. Uh, I don't know how you walked in here, and you're at, if you don't, like, if we don't get these antibiotics going right now, like, you're going to go into septic shock and probably die. Jesus Christ. So I was like, yeah, hook it up. Antibiotics. <laughs> so I, you know, went, they prescribed it or whatever and i started taking them and then eventually i started feeling better but i was like if i would have just kept that dude's advice i would have taken it to the grave like yeah i'm just ibuprofen and water yeah yeah man and it's weird that they didn't give you antibiotics for strep oh you want to know what the funny thing is uh the two days after the i'm glad you brought the strap the strap up uh like two days after i'm on this antibiotic regimen and i'm about to go back to work i get a call from the other doctor's office saying that 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 long strep test was negative oh <laughs> at least they let you know i said <laughs> thanks yeah I just hung up yeah jesus is that have you is that like your only because i mean i'd consider that in your death experience almost going into septic shock uh sure i mean there was that or that time that i'm like 90 percent sure like i actually did die yeah what happened with that so when i was a younger kid uh, I didn't remember this because I was still pretty young. And then my mom told me about it. And then all of a sudden, I started thinking about it over the years. I was like, oh, shit. I think I'm starting to remember this. Yeah. Um, apparently, I had gotten into my great-grandmother's uh, medicine cabinet, popped a bunch of delicious-looking heart medicine or something like that. Yeah. And I, I just kind of remember, like, uh, obviously, I was real fucked up from that. And then um, I don't really remember much so much as, like, I remember the feeling of, like, the activated charcoal going down the gullet. That's not fun. Yeah. And then just for a while there, very, very stereotypically, like everything gets cold. I feel weightless and then a white light. And I'm just sitting there chilling in, I don't know, purgatory or something. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, here we are in the hospital. I'm puking my guts out. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of it. It's, it's very, it's very spotchy. Yeah. Yeah. Spotchy yeah. Spotchy word. Spotty. Yeah. Spot, spotty. We'll go spotchy. Yeah. Fuck it. Spotchy. Very gazpacho A very cold, a cold soup. <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't know if we could chalk that up to, hey, I, cause I, from what I understand, I actually did like kind of check out for a couple minutes. Yeah. But, uh, I've had quite a few, I guess, um. Well, you know, just other stuff that's like kind of, I guess, not dumb. What's the word I'm looking for? Trivial, I guess. Like, I remember I was riding my bike in, a, in like the shopping plaza and I ate shit. And then this car, luckily, like I guess saw my back tire and slammed on its brakes. But like the, <laughs> the front wheel was like almost touching my head. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
And then uh, the time me and my homie got shot at that one time. That was fun. I remember, yes, this is the 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 long convoluted looking for weed story, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, that's, that's how any good story starts. Like uh, trying to get laid and then trying to get some weed. So <laughs> I think it was a weekend. I don't think it was summer vacation because we're still in high school. We're like 16. And um, we, uh, we woke up and then we walked over to this this girl's house that I was trying to get with. And then within 15, 20 minutes, we realized that, like, nothing nothing doing. It's not happening. Yeah. And then the weird part was that, like, these other two dudes show up, like, right after we decided that we're going to bail. And then I guess one of them had the same idea, nothing doing. And then so now we're just, like, looking at these strangers. And then we're having that conversation. Like, you guys smoke? Yeah. All right. Uh, you got some? No. You know where to get some? Yeah. What about you guys? No, but we got money. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah instant friends so like we we, we walked all over temple because we went from there that, that for people who know temple i guess i was around like in and around the canyon creek neighborhood we walked to the mall because we were supposed to meet this guy he ended up standing us up so then we walked from there all the way to these people's house uh they lived next door to each other these two dudes and they were like on the east side pretty deep on the east side too <laughs> And uh, I just remember we're standing outside, like, now at this point, like, we started at, like, 10 a.m., and now, like, the sun's going down. Yeah. And we're trying to figure this, figure this shit out. So this was, like, a whole day affair of trying to find weed. Mm Mm-hmm. Like a Fisher King going on a mini quest. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. So we're hanging out in front of one guy's house, and the other guy, I guess he, like, in in retrospect, I think think he robbed his grandma. (laughs) Because he's like, oh, man, I'm not allowed in the house during the daytime. We're like, that's fucking weird, but okay. Yeah. And then he, like, snuck in through a back window and then eventually came out and he had a, he had some more money. And I, I don't know why I didn't really think of it at the time because this whole thing was just really strange to me. Yeah. So, um, we're yeah. So, we're hanging on. Then eventually they get a call from the guy and then he's like, he's, you know, a couple blocks away. We can walk over there and then buy some weed. And uh, the the main guy, if you will... He's like, all right, well, I want somebody to go with me, but we can't all go in there like four deep. And everybody's like looking at the ground, kicking rocks around. I was like, fuck it, I'll go. I'll go with you. So as we're walking down the road, this guy's like, all right, so don't not make eye contact. but Like, don't stare at him. Like, you know, dap him up only if he tries to dap you up first. Like all these ridiculous things about this psycho individual. And then I'm just thinking, I'm gonna, we're going to die just trying yeah. to get some weed. We're going to die trying to get some weed. I was I was not looking forward to it. I was just like Jesus Christ, like, and I was just asking him questions, like, like how many times have you bought from this guy? Like, has he ever flipped out on you? Like, this is this is strange. Yeah, this is very strange. Uh, thankfully, as as we're going through the East Side Temple, which is you know the hood or whatever, um, somebody yells his name, and we go we look over to the left, and there was these uh, these chicks that I went to high school with, and it was interesting because they were like in the in the preppy, rich girl clique, or I thought. But yeah. they lived like nearby and I was like, okay, that's a, that's a life experience. There's a lot of times more than meets the eye, you know, um, what do you call it? You know, people put on uh, not facades, like an air about them. Yeah. 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 Uh, rapid trailing. So we tell them that we're about to go buy some weed from this psycho dude who may just kill us for fun. <laughs> and they're like, screw that. It's so-and-so's birthday. We're going back to so-and-so's apartment over here and we got some weed you can smoke <laughs> thank god yeah 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 so we uh hustle back to homie's house there's a lot of homies and homeboys and dudes in the story just because i don't really i don't know 
and I don't really feel like name dropping. Um, grab up, you know, the other pair, and then we go over there in this apartment complex. And one of the things that stood out to me, I thought was funny, is the whole time my friend, he's munching on um, some leftover Chinese. It's like fried rice in like yeah. one of those white containers. And like we're we're not we you know knock on the door and they're about to let us in and then uh leader guy or whatever he was like hey uh, you can't take that in there and he was like why not and he's just like you just can't take that just put it on the ground next to the next to, and they start arguing about it and then I was just like dude just fucking put it on the ground next to the door we'll get it when we leave yeah and he's like oh, fine I guess I was like I just in my head I'm like I just want to get stoned and leave post haste yeah 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 so. Um, we, they answer the door, we all walk in and immediately to the right, there's this guy, like a uh, older guy, you know, like Vietnam veteran hat or whatever, you know, shout out veterans. Uh, <laughs> he's like watching TV, like UFO documentaries and we're, you know, like four people pass in front of him. He doesn't blink. Yeah. I thought that was very interesting. So now I'm standing in this weird area between like the living room and this kitchen and he hasn't looked up since. And then the girls in the back are all like giggling and putting on makeup and whatever whatever else they were doing. And so uh birthday girl comes out and she just like she's like, Oh hey you guys you guys want to smoke? And we're like, Yeah. Yeah. Please. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm just like, you know, I'm playing it cool. I'm like, yeah, you know. But in my head I'm like, please for the love of God, make this all stop. <laughs> so she just like looks over at grandpa and she's just like, hey like just kinda yells and he like jumps and he's like he looks around and recognizes there's all these people here. He's like, oh shit. So he pulls out a cigar box, classic, classy guy, um, starts rolling up some joints and just gets them going in a circle. And I remember there were zigzags, so they're super thin papers, and he just like, Ugh. so they were nice and wet. Yeah. And I was like, this is this is what this this is what smoking weed has led me to. <laughs> All right, awesome. Uh, you won't see this in a dare commercial, but maybe I'd make millions if I were to sell it to them. Yeah, to to properly depict what it's like to <sighs> what it was like to smoke weed back then. Yes. In Central Texas, is yeah. Anywho, so yeah, we're the joints are going around. We're getting nice and toasty. So I'm thinking, all right, cool. We're 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 kind of in the clear here. Mm-hmm. Uh, until like I'm receiving a joint from my friend because we're all kind of spaced out. We're I'm still standing, like facing the door because I'm still you know uh, so kind of sketched about this whole thing. Yeah. And then the door, somebody starts pounding on. It's like do 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 do. I'm like, oh shit, here we fucking go. Yeah. Your first thought is the cops. Yeah. You're like, somebody call the cops. They're here. As soon as they open the door, all the smoke's just going to go whoop right in their face. And so I'm looking around like, is there a back door or like a window I can yeah, get out of here? That, and, yeah. You know, dumb shit. Like, I'm like, I don't know. I probably would have attempted it and probably failed miserably. You know, as a 16 year old kid, you think you can do anything. You're like, oh, just like jump out the window. Yeah. Do a yeah. couple of somersaults and just be gone. Yeah. Just parkour your way out of that. Complex. Exactly. And I was not athletic at all whatsoever. <laughs> that should just throwing that out there. So he opens the door, and to just jump into it and say twelve year old prostitutes is a stretch. But hear me out on this: they look to be about twelve, maybe thirteen tops, and their appearance was the same appearance that you would see in a prostitute. Yeah. So when you put two and two together, yeah, that, that that's what you get. Uh, whatever they were, whomever they were. They were yelling at him about he owed them like cigarettes, mm-hmm. and I'm just like again like Jesus Christ, this is this is where we're at right now. This is all my life decisions have led up to this point. Yeah, and I've dragged my friend with me. Yeah, smoking a soggy joint oh. in 
yeah i basically like i couldn't even like put my lips on it. i had to like hold it right here and <laughs> the best i could and so he chucks him a couple of marlboro red hundreds and then slams a door and it was kind of funny because he like throws it at them they don't catch him and then they like start bouncing on the ground rolling away and they're like scurrying after it yeah and i was like holy fuck <laughs> so i'm like it, you know i'm like having a telepathic conversation with my friend like dude wrap it up it's time to go yeah like, we're done here we got stone mission accomplished let's get the fuck out of here so uh we we tell the dude that brought us there like you know i'm just like hey man it's time to go he's like yeah that that makes sense <laughs> glad we're on the same page cool um as we go to leave my friend was like my fucking food's gone <laughs> i think those chicks swiped it yeah i think that was that was funny too in retrospect to me for some reason that's like the funniest part yeah no it is that he remembered he was looking for, he was probably thinking about it the whole time he was smoking you know, yeah like absolutely yeah he's like oh i got this fried rice dude it's gonna be so good he's like those little fuckers yeah i think he said that too i think he was like those little fuckers and we were like dude this isn't the time yeah for that investigation we're not gonna start knocking on doors like let's just please get the fuck out of here so i'm on the phone with our ride because you know where we we i was i was messaging a friend of mine that i could give us a ride and whatnot and i'm not sure where i'm at because i've never been in this particular area and i'm also high as fuck yeah so i'm like on the phone he's like where are you at and i'm <laughs> i'm asking the guy where are we at and he's like xyz i'm like you know where xyz is no 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 yeah and then finally uh we told him we could meet him up on this particular street that we knew it's like okay We'll meet you there. And then right about the time that we're like, all right, cool. We'll see you there. Blah, blah, blah Hang up is when just out of, out of nowhere. I don't know if this person knew the two guys we were with, but he just ran out in the middle of the street and started fucking shooting at us. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. So, like, adrenaline kicks in, you know, the whole, like, boom, like slow motion is, is kind of true, actually. Was he shouting anything Mm-mm. or no? No. No, I didn't hear it if he was. Yeah. All I know is that, like, you know, gunshots started ringing out and then we took off running. And, you know, uh, one of the rounds hit a, hit the back windshield of a car I was running past. And then I was, like, watching, like, Spiderweb, which was kind of cool. Don't get me wrong, in retrospect. Yeah. And then, like, uh, when when bullets kind of whiz past your head, they kind of, like, pop a little bit. Like, like I don't know how to explain it. Because of the uh, the, the, the the breaking of the uh, the air pressure and stuff. Probably, Weird, yeah. Because yeah. there was a couple of them that were kind of close. And uh, this is worth mentioning. I, I, I missed the part. Right, like one block before this, when we get shot at, uh, we we were just passing a four-way intersection, just walking straight through it, and then I turn around just to kind of glance because I'm always like watching my back and whatnot, you know. Um, we see a cop and he's rolling by super slowly, and we're like, oh, oh shit, here we go. And then <laughs> the, again, the main guy, he's like, oh man, I I got too many knives on me. We're like, what are you talking about? Like in Texas, <laughs> like. Which are like 17, 18 or whatever. It doesn't matter Like if you have knives. And he's like, no, man, as per my probation or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I got too many. Like, I need y'all to hold some knives for me. And then he starts emptying. He's wearing cargo shorts. So he starts emptying his pockets. And he's, he's got like handfuls of knives, just random pocket <laughs> knives. And at this point, I'm like, fuck you, dude. I'm not holding any of your shit. Yeah. Like, figure it out. Go chuck it in that storm drain over there. Like, why do you have, practically speaking, why do you have 12 pocket knives on you right now? Yeah. Like, do you fucking throw them at people when shit goes down? <laughs> Like what the fuck? So my friend was like, I'll, "I'll I'll grab a couple," and then his friend grabbed a couple. We're like, "Cool, I guess." Yeah. So as we're walking, yeah, we start getting blasted at. We start running. 
I didn't hear any sirens. I was like, where's the, where, where's that cop when he needed him? Yeah. And uh, you know what would been really funny is if while we were running, I'd be like, hey, man, start using some of those knives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been like, a ninja. Yeah. Ninja this motherfucker. Yeah. No, so, we, yeah, we took off running. Um, and then eventually we got to the, the meetup spot where we're meeting our ride. And then we're like, all right, man, good, good hang, I guess. And like dabbing them up. And then they start leaving. And they're probably um, a solid, I don't know, 50 plus yards away. And then my, my good friend was like, oh, shit, I still have some of his knives. And so I'm like yelling their names. And I'm not loud enough. They can't hear me. And then out of nowhere, he just busts out with like a, like that real, real loud yeah. ear penetrating tinnitus that's probably why i have tinnitus these days that guy whistle yeah yeah because man he just like you know blasted it and then they heard it came running back and then gave him the knives or whatever so my friend pulls up and then we like jump in the car and then we're just like go 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 punch like we're, we're dying laughing at this point too yeah we were just laughing uncontrollably he's like holy shit what happened he said like you were getting shot at something like that and we're just like we were just like, <laughs> yeah, we were just walking, and then we just shot, and then we just started running. Like, we, we, yeah, for like 20 minutes, man, basically the whole car ride, like, we just could not stop fucking laughing. It was hilarious. Yeah. I kind of peed a little. I would, I would have peed a lot. No, from the laughter. Oh, I would have peed I kinda, from I kind of peed a from little shot from, from the laughter. So, and the people we were with could not figure out why it was so fucking funny. And me and my friends still can't figure out why it was so fucking funny. Yeah. It could have been a combination of adrenaline and the weed. Because we were still pretty stoned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, dude. That was just... I mean, to go on the... I find I think it's funny because you went basically on like a like a knight's errand for weed that I know, right? ended with like the big bad being chased <laughs> out of, the, uh, out of the, the area that you were supposed to retrieve the item. Right, exactly. We just did like a, like a millennial Shakespeare... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something yeah. like that. No, that's crazy. Yeah, that was that was a interesting day slash night, evening, whatever. It yeah. took up a span of hours, so. Yeah, so with that, have you... I'm going to leave that in. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> He's got questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think he really enjoyed that story. You know, oh, th- well, thank you. That's the first felines ever giving me positive feedback. Do you want me to open the door? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm leaving. I'm leaving that in because that was <laughs> that was good timing. Yeah. Um. So, with those experiences that you have, do you have any like uh, deep personal loss? I know that's something that I like. Losing people is an aspect that I kind of want to touch mm-hmm. on in this podcast a little bit more. So, like, are there people in your life that you've lost that have really had a significant, uh, uh, just, yeah. Okay, gotcha. I was waiting for that last for a significant, uh, well, Impact, I guess. Yeah, like I said, I- I've dealt with a lot of death in my life, and sequentially, really, I mean, uh, in 2017, uh, I guess it's a sign of growth or progress or whatever because I forgot the order. Uh, it was like my mom died, then it was my aunt, and then my grandmother. Oh, and they were all like within a month of each other. Yeah. It was like March, April, May. Like, jeez. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, 
it may sound awful to say, but you don't know my story, listeners. Um, I wasn't really close to my grandmother or my aunt. Um, I actually, I did not have a relationship with my mom. That was intentional. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was she was an alcoholic, and she also liked prescription pills a little too much. And I spent a lot of time like picking up the helping her pick up the pieces for it. And then after years and years of that, she finally went to rehab. And at my own behest, if you will, and the behest of the of the counselors there, they wanted us to like you know write the letters. I don't know if, how familiar you are with this whole thing, but yeah, yeah, we wrote letters, had a, an intervention, and uh, I mean it was the easiest intervention ever because we knew where she was at. She couldn't leave, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in in my letter and in our private conversation we had after this whole you know uh, whirlwind of a day, I guess I I basically said I was like, hey. Um, life is all about choices. You can, you know, pick the the drugs and the alcohol or your relationship with me. You can't do both anymore. I won't allow it. Mm. Yeah, this is taking so much out of me. You know, I love you too much to to see you just go down this road because we all know it's only going to end one way. Yeah. So uh, she left rehab and then was doing really well. And then I remember she relapsed once and then I was like, well, fuck, that's it. Yeah, and then my uh, my step my stepdad who I still love a whole lot, and we still have a relationship to this day. He said, "You know what? Just give her another chance." So I did, and then yeah, I could I could just tell like I went over, I'd go over there to, you know, hang out or help them out with something, and I was like, "Yeah, she's definitely been drinking." Yeah. So I was like, "Well, that's it. Like I can't, I can't." And you know, I've gotten a lot of feedback from, or I got a lot of feedback from folks at the time. Like, oh, man, but that's your mom. Like, yeah, I know. What's your point? Yeah. Who are you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So the last conversation I had with her, I was working at a Walgreens as a part-time job. And she walked in and tried to, she's a very charming lady. Mm -hmm. Tried to, like, charm her way into, like, having a conversation with me. I said, no, you need to leave. It was like she didn't go in and buy anything. Yeah. And she's like, wow, you, like, telling me to leave I'm like yeah actually i am <laughs> yeah like you aren't here to buy anything you're just here to talk to me i don't want to talk to you you gotta go and she just like left and that was uh that wasn't the last time i seen her because you know we both lived in the same city so i'd see her like in passing in transit or whatever but that was the last time i actually talked to her yeah and uh you know i'd get guilt trips from you know friends of the family or other people but i'd say okay well it's simple if she wants to have a relationship she needs to get sober yeah. And sure enough, I, I knew exactly, like, I knew it was coming because uh, her habits, right? So, uh, I think it was 3 a.m. on a Wednesday or something like that. My stepdad's calling me, and I already knew what it was. Mm-hmm. And then I picked up, and he was like, hey, you know, it's your mom. You know, it's real bad. You got to get here to the hospital. Because, you know, through her throes of addiction, she was in and out of the hospital, like, all the fucking time. Yeah. And I just, I got, I was usually the one that... Like I said, it was there. It was it was my problem. It became my problem, so I was done with that. I got my own life to live. So, um, you know, we go in there, and he's like, we don't have a whole lot of details. Basically, um, she was just chilling at home, doing her thing, and then, like, went in cardiac arrest. Like, her heart just stopped. Yeah. And then uh, my stepdad found her in the living room. You know, called 911. They, you know, worked CPR and all that shit. Got a pulse. But God only knows how long she's been out for. Mm-hmm. So, 
uh, probably a vegetable. That, that, these are just my thoughts at the time. And, um, you know, they stuffed her in the ambulance. She crashed again on the way to the hospital. Now she's like intubated the whole nine. Cause we had a, we had a, and then we interviewed with the doctor and he said the same thing, but you know, more eloquently with more yeah. medical terms. Yeah. And he had basically, you know, he kept the, he kept it real with us. He was straight up like, you know, we don't know how long it was until your stepdad found her and how long she was without, you know, blood flow to the brain. So there is a, be prepared for a high probability of just like no activity. Mm -hmm. So over the next couple of days, they ran all the, all the standard tests just to make sure, but it was nothing doing. So we, we were all like, yeah, man, like, you know, it's time to take her off of the life support. So we did. And, um, so the fucked up thing about that, right. Is, uh, it's not, well, first of all, it's not like, it's not as dramatic as the TV shows and the movies. Mm -hmm. We take someone off life support, but it's more dramatic at the same time because, you know, they turn off all the equipment, the sound. So it's not beeping and stuff like that. So it's not like this long flat line and everybody's like bawling immediately. But what makes it more dramatic is like they turned off the machine that's breathing for her. So now essentially she's like suffocating. Yeah. So now it's a question of, okay, was was she like around mentally for this? Like her spirit, soul, conscience, whatever. And if so, man, that's kind of fucked up. You're like choking because you can't. Yeah. You can't breathe, but you're like in a room full of oxygen. Yeah. So yeah, they just turned off all the stuff. Turned off the alarms, doctors and nurses left the room, and then uh, she went blue, and then I was like, I guess that's it. It was really weird. Yeah, no, I would imagine that sounds, uh, I'm going to use the word difficult. I don't know how else to describe it, just being there for that moment. Yeah, it, and it was difficult, but it wasn't only because, I don't know, uh, I guess like insert a rocky montage here. Yeah, of, of, like I'd already, I'd already prepared for it in the sense that like, that's why I didn't have that relationship with her because I knew this is where I was gonna end up. Yeah. So. It just it would have been more difficult. It would have been a more difficult situation. I think so. Yeah. You know, everybody else had taken it seemingly a lot worse than I did, and. I mean, I was pretty torn up about it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Even when yeah, I... no, I'm not like yeah, I'm not like you were. I I, I didn't imagine you with like a a party hat and a blower and being like, she did. <laughs> no, not at all. And there was actually there was uh, times when we weren't talking that like I considered calling her and I was like, fuck, I can't. Yeah. Like I want to, but I can't. Yeah, because you established that boundary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then all that would have been for naught, and then it would have just made the whole thing worse. So. Yeah. So yeah, I've sequential death i've been to more funerals in my life than i have weddings really oh yeah because you know you had like those sporadic like you know family deaths that happened before all this so these i guess were like the major ones because the closest ones and they happen in sequence and then in 2020 my my younger brother died he killed himself yeah and then like a couple months later my half brother he died too he like basically drank himself to death you know like Three years prior, the doctors told him, like, your liver's already starting to look fucked. Yeah. And he just ignored it and kept going. But I didn't have a good relationship with my half-brother anyway. So, again, that's just one of those ones where it's just like, man, I guess. Yeah. You were like, oh, damn, that sucks. Kind of, yeah. Honestly, I felt more, I still feel more bad for, like, uh, my dad and, like, the other people around him who cared about him a lot. Yeah. Because, you know, they're good people. 
and yeah, that sucks. But yeah, that's that's how. I, but but my younger brother kind of that that one really you know fucked me up pretty good. I would imagine because it was uh, it was pretty sudden, unexpected. Yeah, of course, uh, and I I've come to find out that this is very very typical of somebody who actually follows through with it. Is the last time I talked to him, he was on the up. Yeah, no complaints, no worries, and he usually. If he was like feeling really down, or if he was like you know distraught, or this, that, and the third, he'd call me. Mm-hmm. You know, we had that kind of relationship. But I hadn't heard from him in a while. Last time I heard, he was doing well, until um, I was at uh, I was at Future Cues. I was with my friend. I was off. It was a Saturday, and yeah, we had just like just got to the bar. It just opened. You know, we just got that first ice cold frothy pint of delicious beer and i had just taken a sip out of it my dad's calling me and my, my dad never calls me he texts me every day yeah but if he calls me it means he's got some shit to say and i know this so i step outside but unlike with my mom i have no idea what it is you know maybe it's just something that's too long-winded in text that he wants to ask me about yeah and so and i appreciate the shit out of this he got straight to the point he didn't dance around it. he didn't beat around the bush he was just like oh, yeah just because my, my little brother's in utah he traveled for work and he just said, "Yeah, I got the got off the, just got off the phone with uh, X Y Z Sheriff's Department. Uh, Joel shot himself last night." And I was like, oh, "Well, Jesus, that, that oh, I appreciate him being straight up about it because if he would have beat around the bush, I would have been mad as fuck." Yeah, that so he just gave me the facts, and then um, you don't process immediately. Yeah, things like that. So all I could say, this is literally what I said. I did, there was a pause, and I just said, "Well, shit." Yeah, I mean. There wasn't really anything else going through my mind aside from, well, I guess my day drink is ruined. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so basically I went in after that conversation, I went in and I slammed my beer and because, so I didn't grow up in a great household and I was usually the go-to guy for like anything went wrong, anything went sideways and I was celebrated and also vilified for it. But I guess that's that's uh that's that's all a story for the emotional self help podcast, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, once we get that one started up. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll have you on for that. Sweet. Um so I'm kinda used to like knuckling down well, I can't even really say maybe I was subconsciously stuffing the feeling about it, but I think it was mostly like I was still in shock. Yeah. So the rest of my day consisted of driving from house to house for people that were really close to him slash the family. So I can let them know in person. Yeah. And there was about six stops. By the end of that, I was like, I'm getting fucking wasted. Yeah. I am. Well, I remember uh, I called I called uh, my wife. And we were just dating at the time. And I remember I thought it was weird. But then again, you know, I was still kind of like, she's really helped me with like my emotional and journey of like processing emotions, what's normal and what's not. Mm-hmm. Mainly that second part. <laughs> yeah. So... She immediately started crying on the phone. I told her, and at first I thought it was weird, and then I I finally I finally had the balls to fess up, and I was like, "Yeah, well, I don't know why you started crying. Like it was my brother, like not being a dick or whatever. They yeah. never met, and we just barely started dating." She was like, "Well, I care about you a lot, and this awful thing just happened, so it's yeah. gonna affect me." I was like, "Oh yeah, those are normal emotions. Yeah, that's, that's how a you normal normally, thought process. Yeah, that's how you normally respond to this is normal people things. Yeah." <laughs> Yeah, I think part of it with I had a I had a good friend commit suicide in 2020, oh, and shit. it took maybe about three days until I was like, 
oh, and now I cry. Right. Yeah. I had let a little bit out, not like I was intentionally holding back. It just kind of hit me um, after the last stop that I made of like this tour, if you will. Yeah. Coming to a house near you. Yeah. The worst. Yeah. The worst singing telegram you've (laughs) ever received. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. And it was, it was fucked up because I, I basically did it like my dad did just like not over the phone, just in person. I'd go in and I'd just like, hey, I'd call him first. I'm like, hey, are you home? All right, cool. I'm going to swing by real quick. And then I'd just sit him down and be like, this is the phone call I just got. Yeah. And, uh, you know, having a, having a, some people like, you know, uh, probably the normal process is maybe to break down immediately because some people were doing that. And like, you know, I had to like, you know, comfort them or whatever in, in the in the situation, like immediately. And then just them processing the emotions immediately and i'm just like i'm not doing this right now yeah i'll walk with you through it but i'm not doing this right now with you because i can't i'm gonna have to do this like five more times yeah so just people like oh holy shit like everything from he was doing better to i just talked to him or i should have called him more just you know all this because there's so much shit going through your body and your mind when something like that happens yeah the amount of the uh the guilt that hits you mm-hmm. when somebody does it. Cause, uh, my, um, my friend was the one who in 2020, the kid who jumped off the building in downtown temple. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, yeah, that was the, that was a buddy of mine. We worked together for like over a year, saw each other almost every fucking day for a year. Shit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, a lot of the, like, oh, like, what could I have done Mm -hmm. to prevent this from happening? Which I personally think is kind of a unintentionally selfish stance to take on that kind of stuff. Just as somebody who deals with, like, mental illness. Right. And deals with that kind of, who, who deals with ideation. Well, to a degree, because everybody, you know, well, most people... Again, going back to the normal versus yeah. abnormal, you know, especially when it's somebody you care about, you would like to think that, you know. Yeah, you would, you, you, you cared about this person so much, you, you hope there's something that you could have done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's, it, I think it's more of a, I wouldn't beat yourself up on it that much because I can kind of understand like the, the thought process of, oh man, I'm making this about me now, but also yeah. it's like, well, yeah. it's natural. I don't think, I don't think they're, I don't think most people are making it about themselves. Oh, yeah. I think it's just a, like I said, unintentional, unintentional Mm -hmm. selfishness of like, what could I have done in that moment? I don't know. It's weird. The way people, the way just Westerners handle mental health of like (laughs) the, you know, like, make sure you check up on your sad friends and then. They don't, and then they or usually have a it's, it's not the sad appearing ones that you you gotta worry about. Yeah. Now, how about we just you know kind of keep an eye on everybody? Yeah. Or just you know remove this male stigma that it's not okay to talk about shit. You know. Yeah, One yeah. That's definitely that would have that would help to be to just because somebody's masculine mm-hmm. doesn't mean that their emotions aren't as important. Like maybe we should <laughs> open it to everyone. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I will tell you this though. There's two kinds of selfish in this world. There's being selfish with other people, and there's being selfish with yourself. Yeah. So just I don't know, put that in the in the mental piggy bank at some point. 
sometimes you have to be selfish with other people in order to not be selfish with yourself, and that is okay. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. and I feel like uh, Max Sterner would agree as well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, that was uh yeah we, we kind of went down like a a hell of a rabbit hole there. How do how do we start that? Maybe there was like a conclusion I was supposed to get to. No, I don't think. I mean, okay. it's one of those things. I feel like life doesn't really have a conclusion. I think people are so caught up with the idea of a story that when it comes to death, people expect like a the end. Mm-hmm. But sometimes there's not. That's true. It just happens. Mm-hmm. With that, what do you think happens when I die? When you die? Yeah. What about when I die or anybody else dies? Yeah. It can be, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just giving you shit. I honestly, I don't know. Yeah? I'm not sure. Um, I, I have speculated a lot on it, you know, and, and, and my ideas and thoughts have changed over the years. I don't think about it as much as I used to. And I... Upon reflection, I think that what I thought happened was maybe like a wishful thinking of sorts. In which, what sense? Uh, you know, hopefully that's just not like it. Like the whole, you, I don't think the mind can process, when, especially when you're somebody like me who th- overthinks things. You can't process just like a, it's over. Yeah. Like that's just, it doesn't make sense. I get pissed off when movies have like open-ended conclusions and I'm like, what? Yeah. Um, were you were you the person at the end of Inscri- uh, Inception? That I haven't seen it. Like, oh, okay, avoid it then. Yeah, if you don't like open ended. Yeah, my my wife showed me this movie. We're like, uh, uh, spoiler alert for anybody out there who hasn't seen uh, Safety Not Guaranteed. It's kind of like a rom com, cheesy as hell, but you know, for love. <laughs> yeah. So, the whole thing is that like. Uh, this guy's inventing this time machine so he can go back in time to make sure that like his girlfriend, wife, somebody doesn't die. And then the, the in the ad, it says safety not guaranteed. And this, uh, I think it's Aubrey Plaza. She works as a reporter. And she sees this wacky thing. She wants to do a story on it, thinking this guy's like nuts and full of shit. Until it turns out he actually, he's, he's, he's done this thing. Like he's created it, blah, blah, blah. So they're like training, you know, in case things go sideways or whatever. So and then, the 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 news people finally believe her and they send the government after him or whatever. Mm. And then they jump into the portal and that's the end of the movie. It's like, okay, well, did they end up together? Were they just best buds? Did they have yeah. a, a polyamorous relationship with the now not dead wife? Did they even succeed? Did they both just die immediately? Like that, that just pissed me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. So again, maybe this is like a we were talking about the whole selfish thing is. Uh, I guess it just depends. You know, faith has a lot of different answers in it, like various religions and whatnot. Um, I I would feel like I'm more leaning more towards just as out of conversations that I've had and uh, weird things like when you had Chris Dixon on, he's talking about his daughter's birthmark. Yeah. Like shit like that. But more in the sense of like reincarnation, like, you know, you know uh, the reason why some people were old souls, the reason why... Uh, maybe uh, instances of kind of deja vu, but not really. Um, you know, they say like some people's birthmarks are like a scar, kind of shows how they died in the past life. Yeah. Or like why people are just like drawn to something. 
despite maybe never even having been exposed to it in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. Like there are some folks that like grow up in like a normal working class neighborhood in a working class town, you know, pre video game era that are just like, man, I got to be a soldier. Or I got to be a Marine or whatever the case may be. And like, you know, cause I'm big into like military history. I'm kind of a nerd on that aspect, but I've seen a lot of like, you know, documentaries about war. And then some people are like, yeah, I just, I couldn't explain why. Like I know I was never a violent person never around guns in my life uh you know it makes sense for like you know the texas redneck yeah like blowing shit up to be like i'm gonna go and listen to the military yeah so i can get an opportunity to do that but there's other people who like you know their their family's even well off so they don't have to worry about college or you know affording a home or anything like that they're just like i don't know what it is i grew up like a neutral guy but just something about like from 13 i always wanted to be a soldier or like a sniper or something like that and i'm like that's got to come from something. Yeah. Nothing just manifests out of nothing, you know? Even farts come from shit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So you think it's like a um, uh, like a cyclical, something that feeds into itself over and over, kind of? It's possible, but then again, there is the paranormal. Yeah. Like spirits that are so, who the fuck are they? Where the fuck do they come from? I don't really read too much into that because I don't fuck with it. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, do you want to? No. Okay. And here's why. Uh, so a lot of people don't know this was my pasty self, but I'm actually half Mexican. Yeah. On my mom's side, I'm only second generation American. So they were very religious and very superstitious. And, you know, I didn't really buy into any of that shit except for one. I had an aunt on my mom's side and, um, a little bit of Spanglish. We called her Licha. Yeah. You know, with the A at the end of it because she was like a leech. She just, she had this awful, awful energy about her. I didn't never want to be around her by myself. My mom would avoid that also, if at all possible, with uh, myself and my brothers. And she's just mean as fuck, dude. She's just like, just a horrible, horrible attitude, horrible, like, whether you believe in auras or not, there's vibes around people like, hey, this guy seems happy-go-lucky. That person looks a little depressed. This lady is just like, man. Like rotten eggs in the room or something. I don't even know how to explain yeah, it. Yeah. And then years later, because we'd always be like, what's what's with the, you know, Aunt Leecha, Tia Leecha, whatever you want to call her. And there's like nothing. Don't worry about it. Shut up. Which, after a while, you're like, hang on. What the fuck is this? Yeah. Why are you, why are you skirting this? And then when I got a little bit older, uh, the topic of Ouija boards and seance came up. And then my mom was like, don't ever fucking touch that. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, you you said this with some serious conviction. And I was like, come on. You know, it, it can't be that bad, right? So she informed, she tells me that Aunt Leecha, <laughs> when she was younger, was like the happiest, greatest, happy-go-lucky, sunshine coming out of both ear holes and nostrils type individual. And then her and her homies decided to mess with the Ouija board and do a seance ritual. And then just like immediately after that, yeah. she was that person. Like, went into it, this happy-go-lucky, you know, farting rainbows and shit and sprinkles yeah. type person to, like I said, like 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 rotten eggs in a room vibe yeah. or something like that. Like, yeah. So, I'm like, okay. So, if you're listening, Ma, I still haven't messed with it. <laughs> but then by saying that, am I, am I not doing that? No. I think, <laughs> all right. So, we can get into that once I start my occult podcast. Okay. I'll have gotcha. you on for that one, gotcha. too. And we'll talk about that stuff. Okay. We're going to be pretty busy with this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But no. Um, 
so yeah they i mean i'm thinking like maybe like a reincarnation thing maybe like animals because i don't know man i kind of bond with animals particularly dogs yeah and they have personalities yeah absolutely. i don't care what anybody yeah. says yeah but oh it's just their breed i'm like i've met you know two dogs of the same breed who are like two completely different dogs yeah and yeah. a lot of that is yes environment i understand that but some dogs they just have a personality just have like something that they like really really like or really really don't like that's just kind of absurd yeah and who knows man maybe maybe it uh transcends between animals or maybe just other people i couldn't tell you bro yeah but i think that just uh source trust me bro <laughs> yeah is what i think is probably more than likely just i think again because i think that'd be cool just to or would it, I don't know, start over, but you wouldn't have any memories, so what would be the point? Yeah, but some sort of energy transference or... Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, I'd say that has, I guess, more evidence than just like, oh, nothing, or yeah. the Bible, which is one of the biggest instances of source trust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because how many times... That was the thing, too, growing up in the church, and one of the things that kind of led me away from that was... How many times the Bible has been altered, and by whom, by why? Now, if you really want to dig, dig deep into that, you, you'll you'll really find a lot of shit. But mostly, it's just like people just doing it for their own personal gain, yeah, or for the gain of a group of people, a conglomerate, yeah. if you will. There's some sort of agenda. Oh yeah, outside of the holy text that they're trying to propagate. Exactly, and then the researchers who have looked into the OG Bible, if you will. Uh, Bible first edition. Yeah, Bible 1.0. Yeah, 1.0, signed by Stan Lee himself. <laughs> um, <laughs> True believers. <laughs> has has this, like, text and sayings that were, like, scripted from somebody, like, just listening to Jesus and then writing it all down that, like, completely uh, shakes up what they're teaching, you know, uh, and completely just, like, uh, contradicts a lot, yeah. of, a lot of big, big, uh, big, hot button issues if you will mm -hmm. within christianity and the bible yeah and i mean look at how many fucking different denominations and christian there are I, I think christianity is the only one well not the only one with multiple like denominations but like has the most yeah 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 definitely because like i mean uh judaism islam um buddhism uh, all have different denominations. It's different with some of them. Like with Buddhism, it's more kind of like, mm -hmm. uh, unlike Christianity with Buddhism, each like sect of Buddhism tends to respect the other mm -hmm. type of Buddhism because the Buddha is just like, yeah, there's like 500,000 different ways to reach enlightenment. And so That's Buddhism's true. like, yeah, all right. And then Christianity is like, uh -uh. the way they're reading this one specific scripture is wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I think my favorite my favorite one are the whichever the ones that dance with snakes. I think that's the true Christianity. I can't think of it off the top of my head though. Yeah, the Appalachian snake yeah. uh oh, snake yeah. ministers, they're the ones who are right, in my opinion, out of all of the Christians. <laughs> Even if they get bit, that's okay. It's just God's plan. Yeah, it's God's plan. So I gotta ask, um, what is it about death that terrifies you so much? Part of it is like what you brought up is just I can't rationalize like bye. Mm -hmm. Um being Thanos snapped out of existence. Yeah, yeah. Uh part of it and then part of it is uh 
pure selfishness. I can't imagine this world without me. <laughs> like, well, no, you can't. Like I said, yeah. the brain can't fathom that. Yeah. So. And like, I don't know. That and then also just the idea of people just being there and then gone, it sucks. Yeah. It, like, it hurts. You know, we just lost a friend. Yeah, and we did. like, it, you know, going going to perform every Wednesday just feels different now. Yeah, the vibe is different, for yeah. sure. Like. And just that, that terrifies me, just knowing that, like, because part of me can fathom not existing, you know? I didn't exist for billions of years mm -hmm. and when i go to bed i kind of don't exist yeah. during that period You're of kind time. of a pro at it dude yeah 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 everybody yeah everybody's been doing weight training for the big sleep <laughs> uh but like i get to come back from it and not coming back i don't know or at least not coming back as like me mm -hmm. is it's just, it's, uh, I don't know. It's hard to... What if you did come back, but did you come back as like a total asshole? That, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a fear. Yeah. Yeah. Cause but, just because you grew up in like a shitty house or whatever. Yeah. You got smacked around as a kid and I was just a dick. Yeah. It's, yeah, what it is, here it is, is knowing that death is coming, but I don't know when. And being an anxious person, imagine somebody follows you 24-7 with like a balloon and a needle. Right. Right, and they just keep going. I'm gonna pop it, and you're like, <laughs> "What?" And they're like, "I'm gonna pop your balloon, and I'm gonna pop other people's balloons." And it's like, so let let me ask you this then: Would you rather? I don't know if this has been covered on this pod, but if it has, we're going over it again. Would you rather know when you die or how you die? I would rather know how I died. Okay, so I could avoid that. <laughs> It's yeah, but then you get a bullshit answer like you died in your sleep, or uh, meteor crash. Yeah. Then you're like, oh shit, is that gonna take other people out? Yeah, like, see, a meteor crash, something like that, like uh, uh, that's gonna make me want to avoid you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like a worldwide calamity that destroys all of humanity. Mm -hmm. Like that's fine. I'm definitely, I'm definitely a uh, if I can't have her, no one can. Kind of <laughs> no. Uh, it's a crab mentality. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm taking you fuckers with mm -hmm. me. Um, no, it's... Yeah, it's... I, part of me... I mean, part of me would like to know how I died. Because I feel like knowing when is too... Uh, it either puts on too much stress or will, like, make it... I don't know to uh like if i knew i well actually you know what no i changed my answer i would like to know when i would like to know when because oh if someone was like uh you know you die at uh you you die uh september 19th uh 2064 i'd be like okay cool so that means like any other like situation that's terrifying for me it's no longer terrifying because I know that this isn't it. You just you just start making plans like, okay, I'm going to start paying my car on this day. I'm going to quit my job at this time. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, we've talked about how we, we both kind of share 
the existential crises, crises, whatever you want to call it, were like, what the fuck am I doing in my life? I need to be, yeah, I need to be two steps ahead. If you knew when you were going to die, wouldn't that make that so much worse and more dreadful? No, it wouldn't because I would be like, I, <laughs> I could be like, all right, so if I'm going out this day, that means, uh, Starting around this time, I can just start maxing out credit cards. <laughs> I can, like, I'm going to take out bank loans. I'm going to do okay all of this stuff. Because me and my partner aren't getting married. Mm-hmm. Um, part of it is, like, because, you know, like, if we both have debt, and if one of us goes, then it's just, it's gone. There's nobody, you know, they can That's try true, to collect yeah. on the estate, but, like... Yeah. What a state. Yeah, what a state. If you don't yeah. have one, get fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I would be able to do that, that, and then also just, you know, I wouldn't be afraid to to actually experience things. I think my fear of death holds me from doing a, a lot of stuff. Like, I would never go bungee jumping or skydiving, because, like, fuck no. <laughs> but and... But if you if you knew the date and you started living life accordingly, wouldn't that potentially change it? I don't think so. Or I guess that 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 clock is yeah. predetermined. Yeah. Like the knowing yeah. that you find out. Yeah, that and then also I feel like knowing that would mean that would officially like that would mean that the universe is deterministic. Mm-hmm. Which means that like I could be like Sisyphus mm-hmm. and like knowing that I'm gonna be pushing this rock uphill like i'll actually be able to enjoy it because i know it will never go away you know i would be like oh yeah the universe is deterministic so like when i get my heart broken or when i break my legs or when i have these high highs and these low lows like nothing is going to change them they're going to happen they're going to exist and like i don't die until this day so, obviously, I don't kill myself, so I can enjoy this low, low. In or at this least not intentionally. High. Yeah. That's, of course, like you went and just went too hard on the pain on the party. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's my last night. Woo. And that's yeah. how you die. Yeah. <laughs> you caused it. Oh, man. That would be. That's a Twilight Zone episode. Oh, shit. That is. Yeah. Let's write that. Nobody take that idea. We yeah. called dibs. Nobody heard that. Just bleep it all out. Yeah. It's just going to be, it's just going to be like a seven minute long. <laughs> um, What about you? I, I, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Part of me would prefer the how, cause then maybe they'd be like cancer. I'm like, well, I guess that's my cue to quit smoking. Yeah. Uh, maybe tone back on the drinking. And uh, see if, if I knew when, Assuming it's a decent amount of time, like you said, like 20, yeah. 60 something, not like, you know, 20, 23 and a half. Yeah. Um, it'd be torn between, fuck it, yeah, I'm just going to live it up to, okay, I really do have this finite amount of time. Knowing me, I'd probably try to start, I'd probably start trying to do everything at the same time all at once. Like, just go out on Facebook and be like, all right, guys, so uh, support my band. I'm also on a podcast and yeah. uh, still doing a comedy thing and photography thing. But I'm also doing, like, meth. acting and oh. voice of work. <laughs> yeah, and to, and to keep up with all this, I'm doing meth. So uh, we're doing a docu-series on it. I called A&E, and they said maybe. But I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah. I just, fuck, I don't know. I already, I'm already have a tendency to do that. Like, just do too many things at once where I should more 
going to likely focus on one thing, at least in a priority. Not completely leave the other things by the wayside. Yeah. But create, like, I guess, a list of, you know, uh, a pecking order, if you will. Yeah, just order of knocking things out. So I don't know, man. And I'm just a, I'm a very weird, possibly brain damaged individual um, <laughs> who, like, if you ask me what my favorite song is, uh, you'll get a different answer every day. Just yeah, depends yeah, on how yeah. I feel. Yeah. So right now, I'll say How I Die compared to the two. But, I mean, I could text you 15 minutes after I leave and be like, no, fuck that. Yeah, I changed my mind. Yeah. yeah, it just depends on how much I think about it, too. Yeah. Yeah, I actually might have. It's possible. I don't know. The, it's one of those big, big sort of cover up type deals. But my dad served in the Gulf War, right? Mm-hmm. And he has uh, what's called Gulf War illness that uh, where he's got some health issues, uh, basically because of either the uh, the medication that they gave him and or being exposed to like toxic, irradiated minefields, whatever. Yeah. But the what they haven't so they've barely just been like okay that's a, it's basically agent orange all over again yeah where they're like okay that's the thing y'all got us our bad we're gonna start giving you know you know the proper disability and treatment for this what they haven't looked at but some independent studies have shown is that uh some of this health problems can be passed down to the offspring mm. so unless i went to go see one of those specialists who's like specifically looking for those kinds of things at my own cost and expense i don't know but i checked some of the boxes and you know like uh hyperactivity uh mood swings uh adhd that kind of shit yeah um but compared to some other people if that's really it i got it kind of easy because some people are born with like these awful like physical birth defects yeah that require hundreds of thousands of dollars of surgery and like i said the va is not covering any of this they're just like fuck you that wasn't us oh jesus that wasn't you or that wasn't you over there at that time and place yeah that you discussed yeah even though everybody else is reporting the same thing yeah nah. even though we have this that's just one big yeah. old coincidence yeah jeez i think i think that's a good place to let's end it on that on that bizarre note Ooh. yeah so before we go, I have uh, every guest recite one of my favorite Buddhist prayers. Okay. Uh, which is aging is normal for me. Illness is normal for me. Death is normal for me. So if you can sign us off with that. Okay. Uh, say that one more time. Aging is normal for me. Illness is normal for me. Death is normal for me. All things come in three. I like it. All right. Aging is normal for me. Illness is normal for me. Death is normal for me. Fantastic. Thank you for dropping by, Jeremiah. Thanks for having me, dude. Yeah, this was good. It's been fun. 